0: So with all the fallout of Huawei and China now accused of taking not just a former Canadian diplomat into custody and targeting Canadian businesses, but now tonight, as we've been hearing in the news, a second Canadian has gone missing after reporting to Canadian officials that he had been contacted and questioned by Chinese authorities. Hopefully he's sleeping or something, but it is a concern. But there have to be a lot of quiet moves being made behind the scenes, certainly. The Liberal government has pretty much said you travel at your own risk. British Columbia has now pulled out of a trade mission to China. Alberta says it's still planning to go in March, but it could change. This is the kind of thing that'll, you know, day-to-day will be assessed. But what happens now with trade issues? What happens for those who have to do business with China? What happens to a manufacturer in Ontario that might source out stuff to China. How does that get affected? How do the comments made by the president play into this growing diplomatic nightmare? I mean, he said he'd intervene in the case if he needed to get a good deal. Okay, great. That may play politics and may play well to domestic audiences on his side of the border. It does not help us. It does not make a complicated situation any less complicated. Let's bring in Cindy Tongam-Cherniak. She is, of course, a trade lawyer with Lesage, uh, and she has been busy answering the phones about this issue. She joins us now. Cindy, this just happens to be an area that you're really well versed on because you were the director of the Canada-China Business Council for eight years. Have you ever seen anything like what we're going through? Yeah, I was a director of the Canada-China Business Council. You're still qualified. I still qualify.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know what, I've never seen anything like this beyond the Garrett case Um, and certain other cases before that. But I've never seen a situation quite like this where a former diplomat or possibly current diplomat has been taken into custody by the Chinese government.
0: What does that tell you? I mean, is that a warning shot by the Chinese government or is that, you know, um, that they plan to do more?
1: Well, I'm concerned that they may do more. Uh, This is a politically sensitive case, and it is entirely possible that the government of China will want additional leverage, and additional Canadian businessmen or business persons will be arrested in China um, if there is an opportunity for the government to do so.
0: There's so many angles to this story; it's hard to figure out where to start. But let's kind of go back. So, um, you know, the CFO of Huawei gets bail. Uh, will that help at all? I mean, she's going through the system. We're caught in the middle of this diplomatic spat. But will China um, ease up a little bit, or are they the kind of government that will just keep pressing down and and, and saying, you know, until this thing's gone, we're just going to keep kicking Canada around?
1: Well, it's hard to say because this is unprecedented. And it's hard to say also because President Trump is engaging in economic warfare to a certain extent right. with economic sanctions. And that's a whole new ball game. This isn't something that we've seen before to the same extent as we're seeing right now. And it could very well be that something else happens in this process where the government of China is not going to be happy with how Canada approaching it.
0: Right. But going further to what Trump is involved in, which of course is the war with uh, you know tariffs and this this you know this spat with China, then he comes out yesterday and says, "Yeah, I mean, I'd intervene with the case if it needs to uh, happen to get a good deal going." H- have you ever seen or heard of anything like that with a president?
1: No, I haven't, and and that in and of itself also is another wrinkle that I I have to ask the question: Is President Trump? engaging in economic warfare with both China and Canada because President Trump, Trump's decision or the U.S. decision to go after the CFO of Huawei uh, brought Canada into it. And it has resulted in Canada having a diplomatic spat with China at the same time. And because this individual is caught within the Canadian justice system – It could very well be that we're punished for decisions that are being made by the U.S. government, which is really unfair.
0: Well, yeah, and it's, I think, um, unprecedented. But I can't imagine that the Department of Justice would carry out, um, you know, an arrest or or push for the arrest of someone and and order an extradition of her uh, only to turn around and use it as a negotiating tactic in a trade deal.
1: Well, okay. It's surprising that it may very well be that this is a negotiating tactic within the U.S. trade war with China because a large part of that U.S. dispute is around technology, and it's around intellectual property rights and the policies of the Chinese government with respect to U.S. companies doing business in China. And so they're taking aim at Huawei, um, who is doing business in the United States and in Canada and other countries around the world, and uh, achieving whatever leverage they can with a significant uh, Chinese company.
0: What are you hearing from your clients? I assume you have clients that do business in China. What are you hearing, and what are you te- What's what's the advice you'd be giving them?
1: Well, the discussion right now is, do you stop? going to China while this dispute is underway, because nobody wants to go to China on a business deal or even a business trip and end up in a Chinese jail for many, many years, while this dispute uh, relating to the extradition of the CFO of Huawei goes through the Canadian court system, and, and that process could take years and years and years. Um, as we've seen in other high-profile extradition cases. And if the individual has sufficient funds, uh, they can be in the Canadian courts for many, many, many years.
0: Would you go to China right now?
1: I'm not going to China right now, and uh, I I would not plan on going to China. Skype is a wonderful thing, and I would (laughs) do all my business by, by Skype if I could.
0: Okay, and so then how does this look in a few years? I mean, if you're telling me this is going to take that long or could take that long and knowing how the court systems work uh, in this country, it can very much take that long. I mean, we've seen Canada goose take a hit. Um, We know that Apple is being targeted by the Chinese government. I mean, this uh, the financial implications here, not to mention the security um, and anything else that can happen between China, the U.S., uh, it it actually is quite frightening if you kind of step back and look at the big picture.
1: Well, you really do have to step back and look at it. This is a new form of warfare. This is economic warfare and using economic sanctions and legal tools to achieve trade related and business related results. And what President Trump wants is the US the Chinese government to change its policies relating to technology transfers and US businesses doing business in China uh, and in achieving greater market market access for U.S. goods and U.S. services and U.S. financial services in the Chinese marketplace. And he is taking steps that are unprecedented in order to create the leverage, just like the threat against Canada to impose 25% duties on cars and putting 25% tariffs on steel and aluminum. He is taking advantage of the opportunities that present themselves to him to create leverage for a U.S.-China deal.
0: Yeah, it's quite staggering. I mean, B.C. Has, uh, has now pulled out of a scheduled trade mission to China. Alberta says it is still planning to go in March, but I, I can only imagine that that is kind of a taking it day-to-day, correct?
1: I would take it day-to-day if I was the government of Alberta and would watch this very carefully. It's entirely possible that come March, the U.S. and China have resolved their differences and the extradition request is dropped. It could very well be that they haven't reached uh, a solution satisfactory to President Trump, and uh, both sides will be looking for additional leverage.
0: Yeah, and the Liberal government has pretty much kind of said at this point, you know, you travel at your own risk. They're not really putting in a ban yet. That may change, of course, hour to hour. Um, But we have a lot of people over there in in diplomatic uh, areas and that. Should they not be pulling people back and saying, get out?
1: Well, it's it's a very hard decision to make, but uh, we need to have our embassy staff, we need to have our consulate staff, and they do have diplomatic immunity. They shouldn't be arrested. Right. So the question becomes, is there any basis for the Chinese government to arrest a single person? Whether or not it's founded in reality or whether or not they can perceive something or make something up and on the side of it may be perceived it may not be real but there is an opportunity for leverage those are the people that you would not want to travel over to China right now
0: yeah I mean you know I knew that this we knew that this was going to be a big story um didn't quite know I think it was going to be this big because uh we are in uncharted territory
1: well, it's surprising to me that the Trudeau government got themselves into this mess. Um, they
0: Is that who I, I, you I, blame for this? Pardon me? Is that who you blame for this?
1: To a certain extent, yes. I mean, it is much more President Trump's fault. And right. it is, you know, with the arrest of the Canadian diplomat, it's much more China's fault. But Canada could have avoided this particular issue. John Manley has indicated we could have, oops, by mistake... Uh, We didn't catch her at the Vancouver airport. (laughs) That was one option. But another option that I'm surprised they didn't even consider is having the Canadian ambassador to China give word to the Chinese government that this was underway. So um, the CFO didn't travel to Vancouver on that day, so we could not arrest her. If, If we had only given the heads up so that the travel didn't occur, no one would have known whether or not we'd done that or not. And we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in right now because we're caught in the middle. And once the process got started, it's very difficult to undo uh, and stop the process. It's, it's not within Canada's control right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. A lot of people kind of raised an eyebrow at Manley's comment. And now I think a lot of people are saying, oh, geez, maybe he was right. But then maybe the Canadian government was just blindly naive that um, they could nice their way around this, play by the rules, and now um, we'll all pay for it. Well, I don't think that they saw it
1: as the economic warfare that it is, and they didn't see, in my opinion, that maybe we as Canada are also a target because we have a better trading relationship with China right now. And China does say from time to time that, well, we still have a great friend in Canada, and we'll do business with Canada as opposed to doing business with the United States, the U.S could have seen an opportunity to say you know what we're going to put a chill on your relationship we're going to go forward we're going to negotiate our deal and then all of a sudden we'll be the best friends of china and canada you're going to be in the doghouse for a really long time just like you are with saudi arabia
0: well i guess uh if you thought you weren't going to be busy in the new year i think you were wrong
1: we are going to be busy (laughs) in the new year and uh it's going to be something new and different and uh we won't see it coming
0: No, but we'll talk to you often. And I thank you for your time, Cindy. Thank you very much. That is Cindy togum Cherniak. I did actually speak with her earlier today uh, because she had to get on a flight. Um, And, you know, I'm pretty, and of course, as soon as, as the second Canadian went missing, I got an email from her. So we will be talking to Cindy, I think, quite a bit. And we will rely on her expertise as we maneuver our way through this. So she's very valuable. And I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.